Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place South Tampa campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. So I have a quick message, um, and it's titled, Value in Your Pain, right? And it's not like, how can I explain this? In means inside your pain, there's something. There's a treasure in your pain. There is a worth. There's something so important in what you've been through and what you go through. And we're still going to go through stuff. In this world, we shall have afflictions. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Right? Um, so value in your pain. I went in and I started looking at the meaning of the word um, value. Because sometimes we're going through stuff. Could have been abused, could have been abandoned, could have been rejected from a church, could have been forgotten by your family, could have been um, raped, could have been a million things, right? And as you are in that pain, you got forgotten by your parents. I mean, could, the list is endless of possibilities of pain, right? It could be a disease, it could be a condition. And you almost, as you're going through that moment, as you're going through that trial, as you're going through that test, it's really hard to understand that there's value there. There is a gemstone there. There is a secret honey pot, a gold pot of coins and glory that is there that it's covered with pain and it seems it's almost like a dungeon with dragons and demons on the outside and yet it's like, but why are you calling me in there? No, God's not calling you into that. God's calling you through that, right? Like I'm not saying... I am in anxiety or I'm going to be in anxiety. I'm saying I'm going through through it. There's a reason why. There's a reason why this is happening. And you have, this is weird, but you have permission. I was learning this from Frankie yesterday at the beach. You have permission to, to go through it, right? It's not like, oh, I don't want anxiety and that's it. And you're just running away from it. It's almost like, I know these feelings are bad, but you have permission to have those feelings, Right? You don't have permission to stay there, but you have permission to look at it. Look at it in the face and go, why am I going through this? Why? And then let God take you and heal whatever inside is causing this outside. God could be leading you to confront pain, sorrow, past, things past, things present, things future that are in you, things of your own identity where you feel like, God's calling you to do something, but you don't feel adequate enough to be that, but you're being called to that. So your, your own fears are paralyzing you, and God's teaching you to overcome those fears. So there is a value. And we almost got to go. It's not fun. I don't know if anybody here has gone through anxiety. It's no freaking joke. It's intense. I've been through it in the past. I'm glad. I have my friend, Jackie. And she called me, and she was ministering to me in regards to anxiety because she suffered from anxiety, and she, the, her perspective was so good. So there was a value in her pain, and she could use that value now in her future to impact me in my pain and what I'm going through. And she said, she said, hey, let me tell you something that I learned about anxiety. Sometimes you've gone through so much. As you're going through stuff, right, 
your body is um, putting up a defense mechanism. So it's protecting you. Because I even was telling my friend, I was like, it's like we just went through a hurricane, and I was like perfectly fine in glory. And then after the hurricane, I'm like, ah, right? Like, like a totally delayed reaction. And that's what it's been feeling like. And I'm like, I want this off of me. But I didn't know the process or the thought process of it. And then she goes, sometimes you've gone through so much trauma, but be, when you're in the trauma, it's like your body's like shielded up, right? So you can fulfill what you need to fulfill and you can handle the business that you need to handle. And once the storm is over, then all of a sudden you feel those, the effects of it, even though you already went through the storm, because it's still trauma, it's still scary. We're still dealing with challenges. We're still dealing with fears. We're still dealing with insecurities. They're not ours, but they're working around us. And it's not just a force. No, what is it? Because if I open a door, if I'm going through something, and then you got permission to heal. You got permission to let it come through. You got permission to stop everything. I, my leaders know, I've stopped. I have meetings just that I say, no, stopping everything. I don't want to talk to nobody. I, I removed the chats from my phone. I was like, no, me and God, me and God, me and God. And if you're going through stuff, it's okay to stop and say, me and God. I need peace. I went to the beach. Nah, we weren't called to fake it till you make it. That's one of the biggest lies that the church has adopted and is a freaking fat lie. Truth it. Truth it. Just truth it. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. It doesn't mean because I'm going through anxiety, I lost my faith. No. I have faith. It's just something that's happening. And sometimes the inside is not lining up with the outside. And somehow we're waiting and, pay, and trusting God and trusting in, in, in whether it's doctors, trusting in friends that pray and seek the face of God to just walk you through it, pray you through it, and just wait it. Sometimes it's just waiting it out. Wait until the storm subsides. It's going to get over. Breathe. Inhale, exhale. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Do whatever you need to do to. We're going. These last few years have been intense. For every single one of us, we all have experienced loss. We've seen the earth shaking and quaking, and I don't know what's going on. I'm like, you know, a lot of people are like, it's the end times. I'm like, yeah, hold on. You know, I don't even know what's going on. I don't know what this is supposed to look like. But let's trust God. Let's rest. Let's be still and know that God is God. So there is a value in that pain, right? Everything that the enemy created to destroy us, God has turned it around. To bless us. Everything. Even anxiety. Even depression. Even these things that are coming. No. You just got to like, God's going to turn it around. And I'm going to do my part. And let God do his part. And I can't rush God. And if God is not answering, maybe there's something that he's really working in us to figure out. And so value means relative worth, merit, or importance. See, there's an importance about your pain. There is a, the heartache you went through, there's something important there. There is a weapon there. There is a deliverance there. There is a breakthrough there, not just for you, but for future people, future generations. There's a book there. There's a class there. There's a, 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 a seminar there. There's education there. There's hope for others there. You were abandoned. There's life there. You were cheated on. You were betrayed. You were kicked out. There is life there. If you look at it through the eyes of God, there's life there. There's something that God can use to, as a seed to produce a harvest of healing. Amen? Is this blessing anybody? 
Okay, so it also means the worth of something in terms of the amount of other things for, it, for which it can be exchanged. Your pain is being exchanged. That disease is being exchanged. That trial, that, that sorrow, that loss is being exchanged. If you lost your parents, you could bring hope to the next generation that two will, they will too lose their parents one day. You went through a broken heart, but you got healed. There's an exchange in that. There's a worth in that, you know, to give value for value received. There's, there's value. God wants you to see that everything painful you've been through, there is a value in that place. There is so, isn't, I know when we're in it, oh, my God. While he was with me last week, she saw me. It was crazy. I didn't even, I didn't know. All I knew, something was wrong. There's days I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know what's wrong. But it's but God's right. God's right. God is right. And I'm in his hand. You know, and almost is, but what did I do? You ain't do nothing. In this world, you should have afflictions. We're not guaranteed, we're not guaranteed that everything's gonna be peachy, easy, perfect. If that's your gospel, it's wrong. That's not gospel. You know what gospel is? Gospel is when you walk through the fire, you will not get burned. When you walk through deep waters, you will not drown. If the enemy comes against you like a flood, the Lord will lift up a standard. Though you walk through the valley of shadow of death, don't fear for I am with you. It's not that you're not going to go through it. It's that you're going to go through it. That's what it is. You're going to go right through that challenge. You're going to finish what you started. The good work the Lord began in you, he is faithful to complete it. And it's just focusing in that. It's like, Dad, but I'm scared. Walk. Just walk. Take a break. Rest. Take a nap. Take your medication. Do what you got to do. And then walk. Then keep believing. Keep trusting. Because this is what it is. It's not that we're not. There will be storms. And he's teaching us how to be warriors. I had a dream this week. In the middle of this, I had this powerful dream. Because I was like, God, I need you to speak. I need you to speak. So I had this dream where I was at a, a picnic table with my sister, and there were other picnic tables. It was like a really beautiful area, like green little hills. Um, but the table was at, it looked like, uh, like dirt, and then it was like green hill, um, green pastures and hills. But when I looked to the sky, I saw what looked like two jets, like flying, right? It almost looked like Star Wars. And when I looked, it wasn't jets, it was skulls, like flying skulls. Um, but they were big. They were like jets, right? And they're flying, and they're like th throwing lasers through the eyes, blasting the ground, and they were dropping missiles. And then I'm like, I'm like, look, those are not jets. Those are demons, right? And in the dream, I'm telling people, and people are like, you're crazy. And I'm like, look, those are demons a, a releasing attack on earth. And people are like, whatever. And then I got up on the top. I think it was on the seat of the picnic table or right on top of the picnic table. And I was like, God, send your protection. I was like, I declare the protection of the Lord. And then like these giant lightning bolts. Like the sky opened up and gigantic lightning bolts are falling from heaven, blasting the skulls. And I see them bursting. But it was like, like I'm talking about, like if this was the whole skyline, this is how big the lightning bolt were. It was like just like a whole bunch. And then out of that really big one, lightning bolts would come forth and blast. When I look to the right, look to the right, right? Look to the right. 
when I look to the right, a giant bird, right? It was like a like a white, pure white phoenix bird. Like it almost reminded the, the top reminded me of almost like a cockatiel, right? But it was like that, and then like little swirls, and then it had like this gigantic tail. But I'm talking about it covered the whole sky, and this bird just like. <laughs> Right, just beating its wings. As it's beating its wing, the wind that was coming out of the bird was black. You just saw them bursting, like when little mosquitoes go into that light, and they like that's all I saw. But they were big. The 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 skulls were bursting, blowing up. They were just blowing up. And I'm telling the people, look, it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is beating his wings and beating our enemies. With the beating of his wings, they're just defeated. He's just like, don't worry, Abe. I got this. He was just doing that. And then a few of the little skulls tried to get away, and they went that way. And then all of a sudden, it looked like jets following jets, right? But it wasn't jets. It was these huge peacock, pure white peacocks. They look like peacocks with their tail closed. So you know how their tail is really long? And they're flying through the sky, but their tail was the whole sky. Like, it just kept going. And they're, like, chasing the enemy away. And then I'm like, look, people, the angels of God are fighting in our behalf, and they're chasing our enemies away. Well, people are still looking at me like I'm crazy, even in the dream. And then they, they left. And then the, I saw the sun rising, and I saw a girl that was there, and, and she was mad, right? She got up, and she left. She just left. When the victory of the Lord happened, she just got up and left, you know? When the victory of God comes, there's people going to get up and leave. Let them go. Stop holding on to people. They're there now, and you don't even know if they're the ones holding you down. I saw her get up and leave. And then I just looked. When I looked, I saw the golden path. I saw the hills and the sun rising, and we're all celebrating. You know? So I know that our battles are not against flesh nor blood, but against principalities and forces in the air. That, and all we do is we join that battle. Your warship, warship, is your warship, is your war tank. It doesn't look like it. You think you're just singing in church? No, you're releasing spells of, of lightning upon the heavens. It's your warship is your, is your war cannon. It happened to me years ago in my apartment when my mom was going through cancer. I literally saw a, a tanker in my living room with a cannon and like shooting out the window, right? And I was like, what am I seeing? The Lord says, that's your warship. I get a warship out of my, he goes, your warship is your warship. So get on it and start blasting. Join the war. You have authority to join the war in the spiritual realms. You have authority to pray for your brothers and sisters. You have authority to rebuke demons and cast them out. You have authority to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You have authority to decree and declare what's in heaven on earth. We are ambassadors. We are generals on earth. And though we go through the battle, we just got to look to the heavens and we'll see that greater is he that's in us, that he that's in the world. Anxiety is not your portion. Depression is not your portion. Suicide is not your portion. Insecurity is not your portion. You were never made to be that. 
you're experiencing that and through that you grow and you mature into who you really are. And the Lord showed me in that dream that this is spiritual and that we'll pray through it. We'll worship through it. We'll decree and declare through it. And we'll be in peace and in joy and in rest through it. You could rest in the storm. You could rest in the storm. The waves are rocking Jesus like a baby to sleep. So don't let the waves toss and turn you and flip you up. No, you're laying down, I'm laying down. I'm scared, but I'm going to lay down. I'm going to, it doesn't mean you don't shake on your boots. Who said you can't shake on your boots? Who said you can't feel certain things? You could feel them. Feel them and then remember who you are. Who said you can cry? Cry. Because your tears are watering your garden of joy. Cry. Because when you cry, the Lord Almighty hears you. He said, cry out to me and I will show you great and mighty things you do not know. Cry out to me and I will answer. Cry out to me and I will wipe away your tears. So it's okay if you cry because there's something happening in those tears in the spirit realm. Something powerful happens when we cry. He answers. And he's faithful. Even if you were not, but I wasn't faithful, so it's not about you. You recognize you were not faithful, now bow down, humble yourself, and keep seeking him. That's all we could do. Seven times the just will fall, seven times God will raise you up. If you feel like you messed up and the enemy's accusing you, come, repent. Let's repent together. All we could do is repent. We know that he's good. He says, whoever comes to me must know that I'm good. He who comes to me, I will not push away. So don't allow accusation and shame to torment you. Because you messed up, because you doubted, because whatever it is that you did, come to the altar. Because the king forgives you. You're already forgiven. So stop walking in a shame and an unforgiveness that doesn't belong to you. Because God paid the price for all of your sins. Not just your sins of your past, but the sins of your present and even the sins of your future. Because let me tell you something. One way or another, you're going to mess up. Me too. But he's faithful. He who called you is faithful. He never said, those that I call are faithful. He said, I called you, I'm faithful, and I teach you faithfulness. And as you learn what faithfulness is, you start walking in faithfulness. There is value in your pain. There is a treasure hidden in that desert. There is treasure hidden in that cave. So go through the cave because diamonds grow in caves. I saw a little quote yesterday that touched my heart, and it says, only at nighttime can you see the stars. Okay, so don't be worried about the darkness. The Lord says in Psalm 139, I think it was 139 or 103, one or the other. It says, night and day are the same to me. Darkness and light are the same to me. So regardless, we go through seasons, but God doesn't. God is not in seasons. We live in the season. We live in the little, what's the snow globe? We live in the snow globe, and everything's changing inside the snow globe. But everything outside the snow globe is permanent. Victory is permanent. Joy is permanent. Light is permanent. Goodness is permanent. Faithfulness is permanent. We're experiencing waves in this little cocoon. But it's okay. Soon enough, we'll be out of there anyways. So, no... That there is value in your pain. There is a worth in your pain. There is a healing. Just like with my friend Jackie. She even told me, she goes, I never thought that when I was going through that anxiety that one day I'll be 
helping a pastor. And I'm like, exactly. And that's what God does. He brings deliverance. Another meaning for um, value is to consider with respect to worth, excellence, usefulness, and importance. There is some usefulness in that heartache. There is usefulness in that pain. When you look at the lady, and I'm not going to read all the scriptures, but the parable of the, um, the Good Samaritan, right? You guys know it. If I'm not going to read it all, but on Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 37, if you want to look it up, you could read the parable of the Samaritan, right? And then why would God use the Samaritan? Because Samaritans were rejected. They were the outcasts of society. They were not wanted. You go all the way back to the story of the uh, lady at the well. She was a Samaritan. She must thought she was a sinner. Oh, my goodness. She was a sinner. She, was, she, had, uh, she had, what, uh, uh, six, five men, and the, the sixth one she's with wasn't even hers either. But n number seven showed up. You know, Jesus was number seven, the seventh man she'd encounter. And the seventh man she encountered, completion, transformed her life and created her as a minister immediately. She didn't go to Bible school. She had an encounter with Jesus, and Jesus is like, go preach. How about these times? They're going to be, what school you went to? What minister? Whose mantle do you carry? Holy Ghost? Fool? What other mantle am I going to carry but the Holy Ghost? I'm serious. Come on. <laughs> you know I'm not even lying. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm a lion. Lions don't lie. <laughs> who, whose jacket you caught to be who you are? Under whose teachings you sat for 30, 50 years so now you could be evangelist? Bro, back away, lying devil. That's a lying devil, and you have authority to rebuke it. All these pastors get around each other, and it's almost like, I'm over here, I've been to two pastoral conferences. I'm, you know what I'm trying to hear? I'm trying to hear some testimonies of when God met them in their junk. And nobody's talking about how God met them in their junk. They're talking about their accolades and what they're doing. And they're, I'm like, I need somebody to tell me something. Tell me how Jesus set you free. Tell me. That's the only thing I care to hear from pastors. And it's the last thing you get to hear. You go to ministry conferences and this is what you get. And I'm like, can somebody tell me their story? Oh, let's go right into the presence of God. Why? No, come back out real quick. I want to know why you want to run in there real quick. I know why I love the presence of God. Because in his presence, I was transformed. Tell me what he did for you. Everybody, oh, let me teach you how to prophesy. Let me teach you how to teach. Let me teach you how to sing. Let me teach you how to evangelize. No, how about you tell me what he did for you? Because the lady at the well didn't go anywhere else to tell anybody or teach anybody anything but about the man she met at the well. Let me tell you about who I met. And let me tell you what he did for me. Certificates, awards, theology plans, and blah, 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 blah. So philosophies, psychologies, that doesn't save. You know who saves? His name is Jesus. 
You know who heals? His name is Jesus. You know who set me free from my bondage, my addiction, and my perversion? His name is Jesus. So if I'm going to give somebody glory, I'm going to give glory to Jesus. I'm pretty tired and fed up that we need to become what hasn't worked. It didn't work for you and ain't going to work for me. The only thing that has worked for Abraham, Villanueva, Sanchez, Salgado, Santiago, Jesus Christ. When I was suicidal, none of you were there. The pastors were not there, but Jesus was there. When I was drunk at the club, the pastor was not there. You were not there. The church was not there, but Jesus met me there. When I thought I had HIV, the church was not there. The pastors were not there, and you were not there, but Jesus met me there. So if somebody's going to get glory, if somebody's going to get honor, if somebody's going to get praise from these lips, his name is Jesus. Whew. I had to release that because I've been holding that for too long. For too long. Don't be impressed with me. Be impressed with the Lord. Don't get so caught up in what God has done in my life that you didn't go discover what God did for you. All glory, all honor, all praise to the king of kings. That lady went into her city and that lady encountered the Lord and became an evangelist immediately. And it says that her whole nation got saved. And maybe the, Samar the good Samaritan came from her country. Maybe that was her friend and he encountered Jesus and then he had mercy when he saw somebody broken. The Levite, the minister did not have mercy. But the good Samaritan had mercy because God had mercy with him. Be a good Samaritan. Remember, there's value in your pain. The Samaritan was rejected. So when he saw somebody rejected, he had mercy. The, he had been cast away. And when he saw somebody else being casted away, he did something to intervene and bring hope. And you have been given authority to intervene for those that don't have hope. Jesus met you, not just for you. Jesus met you to make you an evangelist, to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place, South Tampa campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.